Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Electropreneur Secrets, the electrician's podcast. It is Tuesday. It is hot AF, Joe. <laughs> I know it's not so much where you are, but it's hot here, man. We were up over 100 degrees yesterday. Um, no matter, we're here five days a week, the second day of the week, here to help electricians master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level electrical service. Who are we? Just a couple of master electricians with business addictions here to serve. Joe, how are you doing today, brother? Honestly, I'm feeling pretty great, but I'm also feeling kind of guilty as well because you're over there cooking and I'm in my underground office and I am freezing down here. It was one of those crazy situations where it's always 55 underground, man. It could be the middle of August, but I am not toasty until I step upstairs. The way you said that sounds like the sales bot has a bad cave. You know what? I consider it more of a lair, okay. but yeah, a cave, a cave will work, right? <laughs> nice, nice. Did you get some sleep last night? Not as much as I wanted to. In all honesty, um, I, I love my daughters more than anything in the world, but I never quite understood what goes through a three-year-old's mind when they say, 3.30 is the ideal time to wake up and see how dad's doing. You know what? I'm sure he wants to hang out now. Absolutely. That's fun. That's fun, man. I remember the younger years and uh, now my girls are teenagers, so we have to wake them up. <laughs> I look forward to one day having that problem. That'd be very nice. It'd be nice to switch it over. Maybe I'll wake up screaming one day too, and that'll be like a nice little payback, right? Hey, man, kind of like a company, right? Keeps us awake at night. And uh, as they grow, our problems grow with it. There's some change yep. there. Mm -hmm. I love there it. What about you? How are you doing on your end? Other yeah, than man. just being crazy hot. Pretty good. Can you still see the sunburn on the forehead? Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say I didn't originally, but when you turn your head to the side, I'm like, oh, yep. There it is. Now there I can see a little bit. more right at the top, a little yeah. bit on the nose too. Yeah. No, I'm doing good. We started the week off really good. As you know, we had some big wins over the weekend and some big shares from some of our clients. We talked about Dorian and Edwin. Mm -hmm. um, today we get to tie in a couple more of the um, little issues, the obstacles, the things that get in the way, the mm -hmm. difficulties with the sales process. And that's why today we really wanted to discuss responsive electricians versus reactive electricians. Now, really speaking to the sales process still, what mm -hmm. would you consider the difference, Joe? Like some people hear that might be going, well, isn't that the same thing? So it's actually completely different. And I'd like to highlight a little bit why. So imagine you were given a unexpected question from your client or an unexpected statement, how you choose to respond or react is going to determine the outcome of that call. And I can give you an example of it. Okay. So let's say you're a reactive electrician. You can show up to the door, run the play exactly as you want. What are you hoping to accomplish today? And the customer says, you know, Clay, I think I just want to let you know, we're not looking to buy anything today. I'm just getting three estimates into my first one. Right. Some of our people will tell us that. Like that happened. Naturally. I know I got told that as well. Yep. Reactive selling is you immediately thinking, what the fuck? Why am I here? Why would you call me? And I haven't even stepped into your front door. And now you're telling me that you're getting three estimates. Right. Like that's the reactive because you're allowing the emotion to take the front seat. And if if you're listening and this is you and you feel like, oh, I am getting that way sometimes, that's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, we're calling it out. This is a difficult thing to call out because it's attached to emotions and it's also attached to ego 
at times. Mm-hmm. And we're all feeling the time crunch. And, and mm-hmm. this is real. This is a real problem. So it's okay if if this one hurts a little bit, guys. Let's just talk through it today and discover some of the ways around this and some of the strategies to to break through this and the benefits of it. Sure. And I just wanted to wrap up for that last little bit because we definitely touched on what reacting was, but we didn't yeah. really get into what responding was. Yeah. So assuming you're on that same call, right? The reactive electrician allows his emotions to take the front seat, whereas the responsive electrician defaults to, as we call the base programming, you know your process and you stick to it. And then you'd say, okay, what is this client trying to tell me? They're saying right at the door, they don't want to get estimates. We can suspect that it's because they may are trying to get prices. Maybe there's something hesitant. Maybe they don't want it, but we don't know. The responsive electrician asks and can say something along the lines of, well, I really appreciate you telling me that. And thank you for the transparency. But do you mind if I ask you a question? We just got here. We haven't even made it to the front door. Why did you feel like now was a good time to tell me that? What were you hoping to communicate by letting me know that? And then the customer can tell you anything. Well, I didn't want you feeling like you had to make a presentation today. I, I just didn't want you charging me a lot. I, I don't have a lot of money. Like whatever they're going to say, at least now you understand their logic and you can choose to approach that with whatever grace you need to. Yeah. The reactive electrician doesn't get the job. The responsive one builds a relationship. Um, what I really love, love about that is it ties in actually listening. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? So many of us are trying to figure out what to say next. Mm-hmm. When in reality, what Joe just made an example of is just a fair question to a statement that someone else said. We don't always have to have the right answer. In a lot of cases, it's preparing the right question. And honestly, when you think at that, you'd sit here and you go, you know what? If I spend enough time thinking about what to say, I would have come up with that. Mm-hmm. And that's fair too, because all we're doing is asking why? Mm-hmm. What's what's behind this? And that information is maybe what Chris Voss would have called um, the black swan mm, that eventually comes that. out and becomes the leverage for everything beyond that. Mm-hmm. Because later on, even in the observation section of your sales process, if you're able to then tie back their base concerns, their base emotions to your base solutions, then how many singles do you think we're going to be hitting, Joe? It's consistent. The benefit would be is right presentation to the right people at the right time. I don't need to swing for the fences. I just need to make contact with the ball. If I can make contact, I will have more opportunities to come back and serve you and your family at the highest level. And as long as that's my intention, it will always be communicated that way. Yeah, 100%. To touch further on that reactionary electrician, that person, we Mm -hmm. actually all have this in us innately. I'd like to even take a stab at why and where it comes from. In every situation when we were a kid, it was okay to make mistakes. When we were five in kindergarten, roughly, if that's in your culture too, then around that age, maybe it was even preschool, you were taught that making mistakes is okay. Mm -hmm. My daughter relearned me that. That was a bit of a Canadian hick speak. My daughter retaught me that when she was five. Literally driving down the road, I make a wrong turn. I'm like, dang, I missed her street. I could still see her pigtails in my rearview mirror, Joe. She goes, that's okay, dad. Mistakes are how we learn. 
That's profound advice. But everything of a six-year-old. Everything that happened beyond that, mistakes were not okay. Even if you were in a, a laborious youth with your family, your dad, maybe you were digging lots of trenches and helping out like I did at my uncle's in the summers. Mm-hmm. Mistakes weren't okay. If you were digging a little electrical trench and you were too shallow, was that okay? No. And because the thought is like, if I'm trying to drop PVC and you drop 12 inches instead of dropping 18 inches and it doesn't have its GFI protector, I'm not going to be able to drop PVC. I got another six inches to go. Now I'm going to have to switch to rigid. What do you do? Or I got to put an arc fold or a GFI on it. Like it's not going to work. So no, I'm not okay with that. Exactly. But that's the problem that we all tend to focus on. Right from school, you were taught it was okay. And then you were shown it wasn't. Mm-hmm. which is actually what we call convergent thinking where all roads need to lead to a right answer, but mm-hmm. that's not okay, Joe. And it's not okay when we go out there and we lead with our hearts and we do our best to be charismatic and to build connection and rapport bond with people. And then at some point during that process, we feel that connection drop because we're made to feel like we did something wrong yep. or we didn't have the right answer to say right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Some people are going to say, well, I didn't know what to say. And then I just slipped back to what I always did. And then are you upset that you get what you always got when you say the same things you always did? 100%, man. And as you imagine this and you get this vision and maybe you've been there today, yesterday, right? Maybe you've been there recently and you're hearing this and you're feeling it. But where that puts you is your clients in defense mode and you're in defense mode. Mm-hmm. And there's a line between you and you're stuck. And the natural reaction is to actually choose emotion. Or in other words, choose effect. And as we call the, the equation of life being cause and effect, there's the cause and there's the effect. And we're all in this world that just troubleshoots the symptom mm-hmm. and puts a Band-Aid on the symptom. So that Band-Aid in this case is blame, excuses, denial, the client, well, they just don't have any money. Uh, they're just cheap. Uh, they're mm. just, they're like a contractor. What else do we say about our clients that don't buy Joe? I'm missing you some, can, surely. Yeah. You can say, you know, it's in the wrong neighborhood. You can say that, you know, it's the wrong season. It's the bad economy. Um, some people even blame the, the, the government. They're like, Oh, the president in order, that's the issue. That, that's got to be what it was. They didn't buy because this guy's in office. Exactly. But all of those things have one thing in common. Mm-hmm. It's out of our control. We can't control people. I don't even aim to control people. We aim to influence people. Influence them to what? To know, like, and trust us to service their electrical system and equipment. That's it. That's my goal every day Mm -hmm. to build no like and trust with you guys to help you in your journey. Shouldn't that be your goal and yours? Amen to that. If we get out of blame, excuses, denial, what you'll find is we're playing above the line now. And here's the way ownership, accountability, and responsibility. Why doesn't anyone want to do those things, Joe? I mean, why does no one want to take accountability or ownership? I mean, I should be I careful about saying no one here. 
No, I was, but, yeah, I was going to say, cause my first thought is I'm sure there are so many business owners that are looking in the background. They're all like, yes, why won't people take more ownership? Why? It, the reason is, is because it forces you to look at a situation and say, that was my fault. And so few are willing to look at it that way. Because at the end of the day, you do control the outcome, not through you saying, I'm going to do the right lines and the right things, but by willing to get up and run the play. That's how you can control it. You can control yourself. And through that level of self-discipline, a result can follow. But if you're always just trying to chase the result and you're not willing to do the disciplinary actions that are required to keep you on that path, that's where people slip out of their ownership roles because it's easier to blame something else than it is to say, yeah, I dropped the ball on this. I wasn't putting in the effort to make sure the role play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. With a slight adjustment, a specific result. Just because you gave the context of results are good. Any result can be good, but chasing a specific result or an outcome that you have expectations around is where we get in trouble. Absolutely. And this is where we began to talk about how powerful it is. So if you have ownership, accountability, responsibility, like our clients, like the stories we shared, like Dorian, who said just the other day, right, that it just feels like it's okay. It just works. The win mm -hmm. should be celebrated, but it's just the result that comes from the process. When we have that emotional regulation, when we understand the framework behind this and what really is necessary, what really is true here, that you have a business or you represent a business currently and you're out there trying to do your best and no missed opportunity, no result is actually a discredit to you doing that so long as you put these efforts forth. So here's the solution for you guys. Do nothing, see the different challenges, have the emotional challenges, and eventually hire a trainer or someone like us to help you sort through that, find the data, extract it, interview everyone, go through all that laborious effort to solve what's actually happening. Because all that compounded emotion becomes an investment and it all adds up and it's weighing on you if you're feeling it right now. It's adding up and it's creating a drag on your, your being in your business. There's a reason salespeople train really hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, like great salespeople in other industries outside of electrical where you see them like at the gym 3 a.m. Injecting vitamins. You ever see the IV drips people go for? Right, mm -hmm. listening to really powerful mindful meditations and being in the meditative states so that they can perform at their best like an elite athlete we've got to put in the work here's what to work on then guys as we mentioned yesterday a pre-arrival process how does that help us joe the pre-arrival process is going to help you by removing all the reasons and i say quote unquote all the dumb reasons that yeah. a client would choose to not work with you are already removed. So when the client expects you to show up hoping that you're a 10, you actually can show up looking like a 10. Love that. And let's call attention to the wireless power that's affecting you and your business and your relationships, mm -hmm. the energy that you convey, anticipating the energy that you're about to meet, having mm -hmm. to meet that and overcome it with your better energy. This it's really energy. the ethical offer. 
Yeah, man, absolutely. Okay. And um, obviously during um, the call, the sales mm-hmm. process, speaking shortly to it, how powerful is it to have that consistent process in place then? The benefit of having the process to run is that it allows you to take the emotional baggage that would have been added to you away from it. Because rather than like slumps are going to happen, they happen to all of us. They've happened to me. They happen to every single person in the industry. But when you have a slump, it stops being, I am worthless and I am a fuck up. And it starts saying, okay, where is the fuck up? Where is it? I can look at my process step by step and see what's going right and what's not. And now I can target my attention to fix the thing that isn't going right. When you can keep your energy above, I am the problem, you'll be able to operate at a much higher frequency than those who cannot. And since you dropped an F-bomb, let me jump in there and say, without fucking your whole life up. Because, I mean, there is a toll, man. We see it as people train through this. We see the, the implications, the repercussions of having emotional attachment to the sales process. It's a mm-hmm. scary beast. It's really scary. And I love what you said. And now I'm inclined to say post-call, what Joe just mentioned, making it possible by having a process post-call we can now actually sit down, take a breath, check our energy again, have an USA, and evaluate what just happened while it's fresh on our brains. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not on our hearts, fresh on our brains. Not how pissed off you are that the client said this, how grateful you are for the opportunity and where you felt it broke down. Go ahead, exactly. Jack, please jump in. I wanted to touch on the fact that we electricians, we are a troubleshooting-minded mentality people. When we see a problem, we almost have to find a solution or it irks us in the worst way. So when we don't get a sale, we look to troubleshoot. Whether we believe it or think that we're doing it or not, we'll either find an excuse as to why it didn't happen or we'll find a reason to blame ourselves. Neither actually helps. When you can address it towards a process and say, okay, it didn't get the result I wanted. Let's see where it failed. Did I do this, 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 and this? You can remove the emotion and then instead focus on the solution. And make the most of every lead. Amen. And earn longer lifetime client value. Have more control over your clients and teams. We're all looking for control, right? More influence over them. But by benefiting your process, you're benefiting them and your future clients as well. Mm -hmm. Having actual scalability in your business. Because here's what happens in sales teams, right? At Mm -hmm. some point, it becomes an emotional wreck. If there's not someone to hold this end of it down, Joe, we see this time and time again, this becomes an emotional pileup where everyone's trying to troubleshoot in their own way and through their own emotion. And then what happens? The problem is, is that'll float you for a while. But when you put yourself on being too emotional and too emotionally attached to the outcome, and then it doesn't happen, it really can drag you under on the emotional line to where you start thinking, I don't know where I got into this slump. I don't know what's wrong. And you start grasping and reaching for things to keep you from going down. And through that grasping, it's like trying to grab sand. The harder you grab for it, the more slips out. But instead, if you had a process that said, I'm going to stick to this 
And if something goes wrong, I'm going to look back at this and see where it went wrong. At least then I'm not emotionally going into a turbulence. 100%. And as that relates to a team, what you'll even find is that different people experiencing different emotions and different withdrawal and projection at different times. This is very similar to what breaks down a marriage or a relationship. Withdrawal is in pulling back from the process, which is no longer serving them, mm-hmm. and projecting as to what it could be, anything that isn't them. But that in itself, that whole equation is flawed because it's all driven from emotion and it's missing the data component. It's missing that consistency, the superpower of that data. Mm -hmm. And so finally, guys, as you realize over time, as you're collecting this data and really just refining the process, collecting the data, plan, do, check, act, plan, do, check, act, what you'll have is more powerful than any amount of training that we could give ever. What you'll have is your own proprietary sales note handbook with all the little adjustments that you guys have recorded and and decided on collectively with data-driven decisions. And so what you'll have is constant, never-ending improvement. And that, Mm -hmm. to me, is more important to you, your clients, and your staff than anything we could ever be able to teach. Would you agree with that, Joe? I would agree. And the reason being is that we are sales professionals, not hype men. Our goal is to be able to say, here's a process that you can follow that you can stick with rather than someone just telling you, you can do it. There's an emotional and there's a logical. And when you can stick in the logical, you can troubleshoot it no different than you could an electrical system. Absolutely. I love that. Joe, what do you say we wrap this one up with a couple of action items? You want action or all-star? I took action yesterday, so I'm going to take the all-star today. Putting me in the action. Okay, here we go. I'm in response state. What am I going to pick? You know what? I know we tied into this yesterday, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to stay basic here and say process, process, process. If you don't have a process, how can you actually have this consistent improvement? Really just explore that for a second. We know what it takes to build and, and get off this first floor of any business. You've got to have marketing. You've got to have sales. You've got to have your offer all efficiently, equivalently laid out across your team and consistently mm-hmm. delivered. Otherwise, how are you going to troubleshoot when your staff say, this isn't working and this is how I'm feeling? Uh, and, and eventually, if you're not able to troubleshoot that, they start showing other signs that there's problems, that there's chaos, and they don't talk about it anymore. They just show up late and they go out drinking the night before. Uh, they stop answering your texts or they don't come in at all. These are all things that start to happen when that trust breaks down in a workplace. And to maintain that trust, we have to have some input. And to be able to troubleshoot a sales process, you've got to have this process to diagnose what's actually going on and look at it from a data-informed standpoint. Was that okay for an action item? So guys, get your process down. Get one. You need it. So I got the- Did I say, yeah? Yeah, Yeah, actually, yeah. So the all-star action is actually something that I believe should happen internally. And not an action that you can take. It's more of a thought process for someone to have. 
Because what separates an all-star from the person operating at the bare minimum? It's the mindset that they have that they could be wrong. Someone who doesn't succeed usually believes that they knew everything about the situation. Those who do succeed usually feel like, I don't know enough. So the all-star action that I have for you guys today is at the very bare minimum, are you willing to be wrong or to admit that you're wrong to change what you're doing? The reason being is that if you don't change what you've always done, you won't change what you always get. It's a major factor. You wonder why my sales aren't going up, why my technicians aren't staying, why turnover is so high, why customers aren't leaving great reviews. Well, look at the process you're currently running. If you don't have a consistent process, you won't be able to. So they're able to say, am I doing everything I need to do? And do I know everything I need to know? Once you say you don't, the opportunity opens for you to grow. And I feel like that's where the real all-stars will lie. 100%. And it just brings to mind, like, if you don't see it in the data, don't change it. Mm -hmm. Put the emotions at bay. If you do not see it in the data, do not change it. Guys, this has been another episode of Electrepreneur Secrets, the Electrician's Podcast. I'm joined here by my brother, Joe, the sales bot, Lou Canny, here to help you master sales, simplify pricing, and deliver premium level service. And I cannot wait to join you guys again tomorrow. Do the same go a little deeper and give away some free value pieces to help with this sales sanity. Don't be well.